Hey guys, what's up? How's everybody doing? Uh, you are watching On the Town with Tanya. It is living room chat today. Uh, so um, we're excited because just a lot of stuff has happened um, and I'm just fleshing over it. Um, and um, hopefully I'm going to have um, my friend pop on today uh, just for a quick minute uh, because she released her book today, Unbreakable Me uh, and Still I Rise by uh, author... Elizabeth Graybill. You can catch that book on Amazon. So we'll talk about that more later. But as of now, let's see. Um, hi, whoever's out there. I'm trying to see. Remember, if you're out there, if you can put something in the chat, put something in the chat. So I know you're you're out there. You're out there. Um, but thank you so much for coming back again. Uh, so lots going on this week. I mean, literally so much my head spinning. Uh, but I'll just touch upon a little bit of stuff uh, because I have a uh, there's a lot to go through. Um, but first, uh, I wanted to say about Minneapolis. Okay. So they brought out the National Guards, right? And they can show up and they can show out, but not at the Capitol. Okay. We get that. We see what's going on. Uh, that's one thing. And I'm just going to say that about it. Hey, sis, how are you? Thank you for watching. I'm just going to say that about Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I can't even say the word. That's how much I don't like it. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, I saw some of the footage. Um, I have, uh, some people I, that I saw that was out there, uh, and, uh, it's crazy. They can show up the national guard, spray people, you know, arrest people, do all these crazy things. And they can't find the people from the Capitol that murdered police officers. Does that make any sense to you? Anyway, I'm just, I'm not even going to keep going in on it. I'm just saying it's funny how we can show up for some things and not for others. Another thing. The U.S. slapped sanctions. I don't know if you guys know about this. They slapped sanctions on Russia over the um, cyber attacks and the election meddling. Okay, wait a minute, guys. And you can't slap a sanction on Georgia for meddling with voting? Okay. Hmm. We see you. We see you. So I just think that's weird. Uh, it's just so much stuff. Um, I mean, I just, I don't understand how the protesters there um, can get the national guard and things happen, but yet, you know, the Capitol, they still have not bought at least a hundred people to, to justice. And I saw thousands of people and I know some of the people. So FBI, if you want to interview me, I know where they live and who they are. That was up on your Capitol wall. They shouldn't have been up on your Capitol wall. They're not my friend anymore. They don't know that, but that's another story. But you, I don't see nobody, nobody even interviewed them. I've been through people's Facebook pages and Instagram pages that I was like, where is the FBI when you need them? So it's a little strange how they don't pop up for some people, but they pop up for others. So all I'm going to say is the Capitol, in my opinion, only it is not necessarily that of the whatever, the laptops. Ah, that's a good thing about an administration. Uh, it's my opinion, but that whole thing was staged. Uh, staged, I mean, it could really happen, but it was set up and planned and plotted by people who have authority. Because if, if it wasn't, you would have got some arrests and you would have got some really action going on here, not just bull crap. Like, yeah, we're we're trying to see, um, fan through the pages and see what who did what. No, you're not trying nothing. Because I know America's very good at one thing, they can find you. Uh, ask all the people, ask even like Billie Holiday, just people who were in on, um, you know, Black Lives, Black, we call it Black Lives Matter, but civil rights movement and all that stuff. They found them. Oh yes, they did find them. They found them real quick. So they can find whoever they want to find. They just choose 
not to find some of us, I'm just saying. So you wonder why, why am I still talking about race and equality? Well, quite frankly, I'd like to know why. <laughs> you know why. Uh, it's exhausting. It, try being black. It's exhausting talking everything about black. But every time I turn on the news, there it goes again. Uh, so I'm going to switch to another gear. So you heard about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Now don't try, y'all try to edit me and cut this off. Cause I ain't going to say nothing bad. I promise. Uh, for all those who wanted to go for get vaccinated, that's good. I pray for you. Thank God. You know, you did what you have to do. That's not what I'm talking about. So Johnson and Johnson vaccine was suspended y'all. I want to know my daughter and I drove by the Westchester County center the other day, and there was about 200 people online waiting and they look like minorities waiting to get the vaccine. So I want to know, Hmm, that what that was like the day before the vaccine was suspended. Uh, I want to know what happened to those people. I'd like to know if you were in White Plains on the line the day before the vaccine got suspended. Please hit me up, inbox me, let me know. I'd love to know your story because I think it is a good idea, no matter what you're doing these days, if you're taking any kind of vaccine, I don't care what it is, I think it's a good idea to let your family and friends know when you get it uh, so that they can be the ones that blow the whistle if anything shady goes on. I'm just saying. I don't see anyone getting a follow-up from these vaccines. I don't see nobody. Uh, everybody I talked to, not one person said, yeah, um, the, the office called me to see if I was okay. No, I didn't say none. And I thought that that was a part of trial testing. You, you follow up. You got to, you know, make notes of, oh, so-and-so had a headache. So-and-so has left eye twitched. You know, that's what I thought. That's what we did when we did research. But I don't know. All I'm saying is do what you feel like you think is best. Don't let nobody scare you, though. Do it because you did your research, not because the research you see on TV, because it's all lies. Everything in the media right now is not, uh, in my opinion, uh, is not, um, it's not, it looks factual, but it doesn't mean it's really factual. Because I can sit here, like, like uh, was it Trump said once? He could sit and uh, murder somebody in front of all these people and no one would even, uh, they would say he's innocent. That's kind of what's going on with with media right now. Like literally, they can people can people who have the money can get away with literally anything, and it'll be right in front of your eyes. So, or it's almost like Chauvin, which I will talk about later. Um, like he's right in front of your eyes. So if they don't come up with anything but guilty, we'll be like, what? Um, but it wouldn't shock me if they didn't. All I'm telling you. So, uh, hey, hey, Lee. Uh, so anyway. Um, that's enough for vaccines. All I'm telling you is make sure your people know, your friends know, hey, I'm getting my second vaccine shot today. Make a note, put a journal, just so for us people like me, the skeptics, you can um, come back and say, I'm still alive 10 years later. Okay, that's all. Or I'm nothing happened and I, I'd like to know that. That'd be great, you know? Sort of like, you know, all the other ones that they've done. So it's okay. I'm just saying make a note because I want to know what happened to all the people that was getting the Johnson Johnson the day before they called it down. That's just me. Anyway, Another thing I'm talking about, shootings. Uh, when will they stop for our kids? When? Anybody know? Mm, I'm waiting, but I won't hold my breath because I really don't. I mean, literally, you would think after the Capitol that there would not be another shooting. I was so, I was like, yes, there will not be another shooting because cops know that we are for them, that we love them and that we support them, even in spite of all blah, blah, blah. When that cop got crushed at the Capitol, we were all like, oh my God, what? What monster would do this? We didn't care about he was a cop. We didn't, we're, we're like, we're not a mean people. Like everybody knows who knows um, African-American people. We are not a mean, that's not our, we learned that behavior, I hate to tell you. Um, and that's just not in our thing. So we were, I mean, we were all in like, oh my God, how could they do this? If I saw somebody get killed, 
I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm trying to help him out. Not like, oh, well, too bad. I just have to stay in her weight. Why isn't anybody has that compassion for our kids? I watched the video and there are a few videos and I know videos can be edited, but the one that I saw, um, they did clarify that this is the moment before he got shot. But there was also this, that they showed him walking somewhere and allegedly dumping a gun. Didn't look like he was dumping a gun to me, but th you know, that's the story they always tell. Anytime you shoot somebody or you do something wrong, they, they can always make a case that you did the wrong, that you would resist the arrest. You did this, you did that. That's a fact. They can always, always, they're always going to make it, make you look bad. Even if you were Mother Teresa, they would have something to say. So that's another story. Um, and that's okay. Um, I just want people to know why a 13 year old boy, like, even though, even if he had, let's say he did have the gun, let's just say they were on a chase, excuse me, I have allergies. They were on a chase. Um, they had no idea who the perp was. Okay. They just heard shooting. Um, so why are you shooting folks in the heart? If you, you're the way I saw it, he was running, he ran past someone else. So why would you run past them? Why didn't you think they were the person? You know what I'm saying? You went straight to this kid and maybe they had a description that's possible. But even if you did, from what I'm seeing only, it just appears to me like, okay, when he had his hands up go like this and when, if you, let's just pretend, okay, he had his hands up from what I saw right two seconds before the bullet hit. But if he, let's just say he went like this, you have like a two, three second moment. Why didn't you shoot out his kneecaps? Cause I guarantee you shoot his kneecap, even if he was going for a gun, unless he's like 600 pounds. He's going to, for a, for a second, enough that you know now, I got to respond with a second shot because I see a gun now or something. I don't know. There, there's got to be a way to like blow out the leg or blow off the arm, blow off the finger or something, anything. I mean, I wouldn't advocate for that in any form. You know me, I'm, I don't like violence at all. But I'm just saying, like, if you're such a great sharp shooter, like, why are you going? Well, they shot him straight in the heart. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, I don't understand. So... We were getting shot at once a week, but I'm starting to say, nah, I think it's twice a week now. And it's becoming like a regular thing. Like, eh. So um, I'm with uh, I'm with this gentleman. I do not have his name here, but he he runs some black uh, school for young kids, which is brilliant. Uh, and he, they are, these kids are like 14 years old going to top Spelman College, okay? These kids are like that, okay? They are the future generation. I'm so proud of this guy. But he said it right economics. Like, you know, if you hold on to people's money, I guarantee you they're going to do whatever you need them to do. That's why other groups are not being shot. Okay. Because they got the money and whoever got the money got the power. So, and that's not a hate or a shade. That's a good thing. That's like, I'm so happy someone figured this shit out. You know, I'm really happy. So excuse my French, but uh, I'm happy that someone figured it out because now we have a model to go after. We know for a fact that if all African-Americans and our friends and allies said, you know what, we're not going to buy this, we're not going to spend that, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that when it comes to money, how much you want to bet they stop shooting us? And by the way, uh, African-Americans, uh, please take out million-dollar life insurance policies on your kids because we'll be very rich as a community if you do. We'll be super rich. I mean, they'll be paying us, paying out twice <laughs> twice a week. Like they're going to be sick of that. Trust me. Insurance is going to be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait one minute. We can't have all these Negroes that are that rich. There's no way we think it millionaires overnight. 
And especially if you live in the hood or Minneapolis or any of those places, Georgia, all the places where they like to hang us and kill us and randomly call us something else, please take out million dollar insurance policy. I'm begging you. Just please do it. Because every time after a certain amount, you must believe that's got to stop because they don't want that many black millionaires or billionaires. They just, they just don't want that. So I'm just saying, uh, do that for me. So I have someone coming on, but I'm going to finish my commentary. Uh, hi, darling. Can you give me one more moment? Hey. Before, yes. I, before I do that, let me just introduce you. Um, guys, this is my friend I was telling you about, Elizabeth Graybill, who is the author of a new book out today called Unbreakable Me, Yes, and still I rise. Okay, yes. so congratulations first. Thank Yay! you. Thank you so much. You did it, girl. So much I appreciate you that. You did it. <laughs> we will talk about the book in one moment. I'm late getting on my commentaries. Hey T. Oh, that's my sister on there. I see somebody else. Okay. <laughs> I'm just giving a last minute commentary, so bear with me, and you can chime in if you need to. Um. So okay. So just to wrap that up, Adam Toledo, the 13 year old was shot. It doesn't make sense to me. I watched the video. I don't care what they say. Doesn't make sense. If you're running after a perpetrator, yes, I heard shots fired. That makes sense. I get that. But you're, I, from what I saw, his life was not in immediate danger. The, the officer. So it just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy in the time that we're in with all the shooting, George Floyd, all the stuff going on, the shootings, and you still like, I'm still gonna pop a kid anyway. Thirteen years old, like thirteen years old, like you want someone popping your son like that? Mm. And that's the thing. Once their kids start dying at such a high alarming rate, okay, I bet you things will change. I bet you things will change. It will not be, you know, it won't be. And because and, all those, you know, I don't advocate for any violence ever under any circumstances. I think we should all love each other and be at peace. Kumbaya. That's just my thing. And I know it can't be possible, but that's me all the way. But I'm sick of hearing about all these shootings. It makes no sense. It would make sense if it was all, if they were shooting just as many white people every five minutes, I would say, nope. Okay. This is just a cop thing. And this is a problem. This sounds like a genocidal thing to me because it is only certain kids not saying that other people don't die by cops. Cause we know that's true. But the trickery of that is when they say more white people die than cops. Well, of course, cause you got more goddamn white people in the world than you do black. You got 14% of us, but more a hundred percent of us die versus five gazillion of other people. And only, um, you know, then only a certain amount of them die. So if you're going to compare it, I get your stats. I get how you switch those stats to make it sound like more white people die by the hands of police than black. Yeah, but there's a couple circumstances to that. So there's less of us and more of us are dying. That's a problem. That's mm -hmm. a problem. And it, it I don't know what's going on, but it's really making me livid. And I, I'm trying to figure out, like one guy said, how can I make my money talk? That's it. I'm not even talking about it no more. What can I do to not support people that shoot um, African-American kids at such an alarming rate. I don't give a damn if you don't have, uh, I don't care what it is. And it, you could, there's somebody said, don't defund the police. Well, I was all against it. I was like, no, that's stupid. But now I'm thinking, you know what? Let's go back to the seventies where you didn't have all that fucking special equipment because you don't need it. Cause clearly it's not helping you. It's, I don't know why they have it. Cause it's not helping. We're getting, you know, kids are still dying. It doesn't make sense to me. So in my opinion, if you're going to kill my kid, I don't give a damn about everybody else. I could care less. I, I don't care what happens. So I'm getting a little ticked off, um, but I'll calm down. 
But I'm just saying, <laughs> think about if it's your kid. If it's your kid, that's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. the next one, police to respond to Chauvin. So I got, I uh, hate to say it, but I actually found someone who wrote a good joke, the best joke of the week. Um, everyone's acting like they don't know how to spell Chauvin's name. It's real easy, this joke says. M-U-R-D-E-R. -E oh. So so it's a, it's a little shady, but that's, that's the truth. So anyway, I know you guys are not happy with that, but you'll get over it. Cause I had to tell it. I have to tell the truth. That's one thing I have to do while I have the freedom to do so yet. Cause you know, they'll try to take that away eventually. Uh, so last thing I'm going to mention before we talk to our dear friend is the Billie Holiday movie by Lee Daniels. Guys, did you see that? Oh, if you did not see it, you need to see it. I'm talking brilliant cinematography. I'm talking wardrobe was fabulous. Impressive nostalgia. I mean, nostalgia, I can't even say the word. Um, they took us back in time, okay, through history. Um, I mean, it was just a great, great story. Andre Day's performance was fabulous. Uh, she captured, um, what do you call it? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Dunn did the cinematography. Amazing, okay. Um, it was shot allegedly with um, a film with uh, an anamorphic, it's called, anamorphic lenses, which gives like a gorgeously textured, you know, tactile aesthetic that's is really rich with the atmosphere. It was fabulous. It was just fabulous. I mean, you that if nothing else, I mean, I they gotta win some awards, I'm gonna say. The historic footage that they used from black victims of of, of white violence back then. Oh my that was heart-wrenching, very, very heart-wrenching. Um, but it was a reminder of what Strange Fruit was really about. Um, you know, human mm. beings hanging from trees who were fathers and daughters. Um, and mothers mm -hmm. from trees. Uh, so sad to be remembered, but guess what? Sometimes you got to go back. Uh, I've never seen anything like this uh, This movie. I've seen lots of movies, but I thought Lee Daniels and that cinema have done, uh, did amazing, amazing job. Um, I smell Oscars for me. Uh, hopefully the Oscar panel will see what I saw. Um, if they don't get one, I want Lee Daniels and all the cast on your day to know they did a stellar job, man. They really did. Um, the movie I had, there was one movie critic. I forgot his name. Um, they're often hard anyway on black films, in my opinion. They're just like, I don't know what, they just don't get it. It's like two different eyes. Like, you know, well, I didn't think that that really worked. <laughs> like what? Like how <laughs> it work? you never even lived there. You don't know the story. So what I would, I don't understand how a movie critic can, I don't know. Anyway, don't let me tell it. Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was a brilliant film. Um, uh, what do you call it? I just, I don't know who died and left this guy in charge, but he gave it a good review, but he was trying to be shady, trying to say, um, well, um, what did he say? That um, that the movie was not sure like what part of the Billie Holiday story it wanted to tell. Don't listen to him, guys. You go look at the movie because it had, it did have many elements to it. Her childhood, um, you know, what was going on with the FBI, which was true, which was going on with her lovers, uh, the abuse and this, uh, I mean, there's so many elements, but that's what, that's how you get a character. That's how you get a grit of a movie to me. So I thought they killed it. Um, uh, Lee Daniels, your third eye killed it. Um, the only part I didn't really love uh, was the sex scenes. Uh, and that's because um, I felt like who would know her well enough to know how she liked her affection. So that, that was Katie to me. 
I mean, you when you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking. Did you see it? Did you see it, Elizabeth? What what is that? I'm sorry. I'm just like drifting. I'm sorry. You didn't see on um, Billy Holiday's movie yet? No. Okay, no, good. I have not. All right. So then, okay. When you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. So anybody who's seen, you, you will know what I'm talking about, but it's okay. It was still fabulously done. That was, if I had to pick one thing, it would just be that because it was, um, I felt like while I understood the correlation between her abuse, um, I felt it put her, um, like all black women in movies into one of the tropes, you know, the tropes they use for us over-sexualized. Um, and I felt they always do that to us. Every, every movie you want, you got to be the mammy, like, yes, it's, uh, or we got to be ugly. Or like this. So I felt like darn, oh, beautiful. She was, she was brilliant. And then you can mute for one second. And then to um, sorry, one second. Mm -hmm. And then to yeah, there we go. One second. And then to put her like that just felt like it was so wrong. But anyway, other than that, um, I thought it was great. I want you guys to go see it. Email me if you think um, whatever your thoughts were on the movie uh, on the town with Tanya at gmail.com. And so, okay, so here we go, Elizabeth. You can come back now. So I want to introduce you guys again to my friend Elizabeth Graybill <laughs> and her new book. Okay. Hey. Hey. You guys, so I'm going to put it in the chat. Um, oh, wait, I have it here. Wait, I have it here somewhere. Banner, don't I have it? Show. Nope, I don't have it there. I have it here. You guys go out and check out my friend's book, Unbreakable Me and Still I Rise. And yes. this is the author herself, Miss Elizabeth Graybill. How are you, lovely? I am doing well. I want to say thank you for having me show i mean it's really an honor girl, I love oh, we, this is thank, honey. thank you for the love that you're showing me right now because i really really appreciate it i do well first i do of all, i went i mean just talk about it. i went and bought a book okay i got my book coming to me okay yay. amazon said it'll be here for next week that's number one and yay, number two, the book itself the things that you are talking about are so dear to my heart. You know, I'm a foster child who went into foster care because of addiction. So any books that have touched upon that or, you know, an image or any of that stuff always touches me. So your book, just tell us a quick um, summary so that people will know um, who it's for, you know. Well, um, you know, basically the book is, is about my personal experiences um, and some of the traumas that I went through uh, throughout my childhood. Um, and it and it focuses a lot on the racism that I had to experience growing up. I was biracial and of course, you know, my mom was white. So there was a lot of conflict, you know, in the family, you know, behind that. And, um, and it just kind of led to other things. Um, and basically what I did was, you know, I kind of went throughout my life, my experiences, how it affected me, you know, feeling different, never feeling accepted, always trying to fit in, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, at some point in my life, um, you know, uh, it, it, it just, you know, the self-sabotaging started and, um, you know, my life just kind of spurled out of control, um, you know, just trying to always look for a place. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that, that's what happened to me. It was like, I, I couldn't find my place in the world. Mm. You know, and um, and it affected me in so many areas, and and I mean, there's so many other things that happened in between. Mm -hmm. But you know, um, but I carried these secrets, and I carried this stuff around for many, many years, mm -hmm. and um, and I, you know, 
finally found the strength one day to just, you know, try to, you know, I, I think I was, I, I was looking for that freedom. I was looking, you know, for someone to, to give me some hope. And I found that. And, um, and it was like lifting a load off of me, you know, being able to, to tell the things that I had been through without being ashamed or feeling, you know, different or being judged, mm-hmm. you know? And so the book is for people who are like in that struggle now, you know, um, you know, I went through addiction, um, uh, you know, and there's some other things that happened to me in my life. And I mean, I think I wrote this book because I'm trying to be a light for someone else, you know, to encourage people to speak up, you know, find your voice, you know, you don't have to carry other people's garbage. And, um, and I think that that's what I did for many, many years until I decided to, to let it out and, and, you know, and to free myself and, and, and to kind of, you know, this was something that it it was a process. So it, it, you know, it didn't happen right away, but, Mm but it allowed me to find myself and, and to and to look at myself differently and to and to and to be able to speak and, and for people to hear my voice and hear my 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 pain because you know a lot of us who go through stuff like this we suffer in silence of and course. I suffered in silence for many many years and so it, you know it was just so refreshing to be able to to say you know some of these things and be okay with it you know, right. and just be okay with it and not really care about what other people thought or how they felt or, you know, so it's, it, you know, it's for people who are struggling, you know, we, okay. we have, uh, you know, this world that we're living in today, it's just, you know, we have a lot of people that are going through a lot of changes. We have, um, you know, addiction is, is, um, running rampant in our country. Yeah. And, um, yes. and, 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 you know, I think that, um, a lot of times, people like myself are misunderstood. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think this will shed some light on some of that stuff. I think that, you know, it, it, it should help somebody. It, I'm praying that it does anyway. Um, well, but it will shed a lot of light on that. And you know what? And it's not only for people who are in addiction or who are struggling, because listen, we have families out there, you know, you don't have to be an addict in order to read this book. You know, you may know an addict, you know, your child may be an addict, you know, your, your a family member may be struggling through something. And this is something that you can reflect on and look at and maybe get a better understanding. Mm, absolutely. I read uh, only the first page uh, and I'm, I'm already hooked, already hooked. Uh, and so we're going to have you back on uh, April 25th, correct? On Sunday, April 25th, we're going to have you back. April. No, 25th? I think that was Thursday. What day is it? The oh, 22nd. Is is that... Oh, we said it. <laughs> Did we? The 22nd. I have it on my calendar. I, I got do. It, like, he's, right. he's right, guys. I had it wrong. April 22nd. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth will be back with us to go into depth about the book. And we're talking yeah. about, we're doing a whole series on addiction. So she'll be giving us little, little excerpts here and there um, because Absolutely. addiction is a big thing. And I don't want to spill all the beans, but she's coming out yes. with a documentary too. So just hold on for that part. But 
I'm just saying, you know, yeah. So we're oh, both, yeah. I'm doing a documentary Brace on addiction yourself. as well. And you're doing a documentary on addiction. So addiction is a big thing and it affects everyone's life somehow or another. It's, it's one of those things that just doesn't discriminate. So with that being said, um, Elizabeth will be back on Thursday, the 22nd. So you don't want to miss it because we are going to go into details about her book and different things and different, Absolutely. different, different things. And hopefully someone will hear something that will encourage them, inspire them. Well, I have something else. Yeah, go ahead. I have something else to say. Okay, so it also touches a lot on racism too. And you know what? And I believe that it needed to be in this book because we're living in a time right now where we're seeing, you know, how this thing is playing out. And let me tell you something. This has been going on forever. You know, I've experienced it in my life. So I had to talk about that as well. And so you'll, you know, everybody, you know, get the book. Yes. Get yeah, that book. Get the book. And you'll Amazon. Right? Amazon's where we can pick it up. Amazon, guys. Yes, Amazon. It's yep. Unbreakable Me Amazon. and Still I Rise, Elizabeth Graybell. You can get it on Amazon. I went and got mine. As soon as she told me it was out, I was like, okay, I'm there. Because we have to support artists. We have to support writers that um, that are speaking from their truth and artwork, singers, all they above. They're speaking from their truth. We need to support that. I don't want to be a, uh, one of those, uh, what do you call them? Candy store. You know, this is, you know, this is the way this is. People write from their heart. If they are taking the time to write from their heart, we have to support them. So, and, and these are two issues that are very big right now, racism and addiction and recovery and getting yourself together. So ladies, you want to, you, you know, you have a reason to listen, gentlemen, you have a reason to listen because everybody can learn something from this book. Trust me. So go out and get mm -hmm. it on um, Unbreakable um, and Still I Rise. I thank you so much, Elizabeth. Let me just say goodbye to our viewers. You guys, let me see who's out here. Did I say hi? Um, hey, T. Hi, I saw you and Lee. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. You saw the Doc. Uh, amen. <laughs> I didn't get a clap. I like that. Um, hi, Leo. Oh, I never met Leo before. Hello, Leo. You saw the documentary? <laughs> that's awesome. Look, that's what happens when you're in the house on lockdown too long. Hello. How are you? No. I'm joking, guys. <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching. Check this out. So um, so let's see. Thank, uh, thank you guys for watching. Don't forget, Saturday, 5 Black Comics at 5 p.m. Eastern. You do not want to miss it because we are talking about the comparison between Minneapolis and their BLMs versus right now uh, what happened with the Capitol and how they can't find nobody all of a sudden. And actually, I wish we were able to get um, my cousin on because he's literally there filming footage. So he knows what's really happening. Though. He ain't he's not wow. on no third party. He's really there. So I would love to have him. Cousin, if you're listening to me, if you can come on Saturday, you know, you know what time it is. Let me know. Uh, so, so you guys, 5 p.m. Saturday, five black comics. We are talking about it, and you know we don't edit. We try to help all of our people to process because it's a lot to process when you hear, especially. I mean, imagine what young people are thinking right now. If you're a young black male, you, you, there's no way you cannot be not thinking about like I'm gonna go. Oh, let me go visit my friend. Oh, wait a minute, I've never been in that neighborhood. Oh, wait a minute, I gotta think about. It's nighttime. Hmm. I wonder if uh, maybe I won't go. I mean, that's mm -hmm. sort of like what we're going. Even I go out my door when I take a walk in the morning. I grew up here. Been here for 50, 49 years, whatever. Forty nine years. There's new people in my neighborhood who moved up who I think are a little bit weird. Um, but there's a lot of new people in my neighborhood. I have to stop and think before my dog pees <clears> on the grass. 
because I'm like, they may think I'm trying to take something out of their mailbox or they may try to think I'm going to go into their car because there was car breaking. So if I walk by the car, they might think I'm, I'm thinking like that and I'm not a thief or a criminal, nor am I young. Mm. So imagine what young people are thinking and you wonder why they're out here, you know, in these streets doing crazy stuff that you never imagined to be done. You wonder why? It's a sad thing. Yeah. If you think your society doesn't care about you and your home doesn't care about you, your school doesn't care about you. What do you think you're going to do? Whatever you feel like. There is no rules. You don't have, you are the outlaw. Mm -hmm. you don't care. So I'm just saying, think about those things. And in Five Black Comics, I love my Five Black Comics, uh, my brothers there, because we try our best to process whatever is going on. The Chauvin case, um, you know, um, the, the comparison of the different things going on with Minneapolis versus the Capitol, um, all those things that are happening, we try to process because we don't really have a place to process, I hate to tell you. If, and on the mainstream mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you're not really processing because they tell you only what they want you to know and they only let you go. But so far, we really process. We go through, we work through like with a calm. Sometimes people are like, what'd you say? Yeah, we said that. We said that and we meant it. Uh, mm -hmm. And no backlogging because we don't we don't owe anybody anything. So it's not like we have a, a major sponsor. That's gonna, I'm going to pull out of you and say, go ahead, do it. We don't care. Uh, because if it's truth, yeah. it, it can't be bad for mm. you. That's our theory. It, it, so, you know, if we get some laughs in because we're comedians, yay, but sometimes we can't always get them in. So don't, 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 uh, don't hate us for that. Uh, so check us out in the next, uh, let me see, Sunday, my guest uh, is comedian Fran Francisco. We'll be here at 8 p.m. on Sunday. Um, and then uh, let's see. Yeah, go to our YouTube pages, guys. Hit like, subscribe. I'm the town with Tanya and Five Black Comics. And now you have to go to Amazon and get my friend's book, Unbreakable Me and Still I Rise by Elizabeth Ray, though. Thank you. You guys. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank you. And I thank you guys um, for taking the time to watch. All righty. And we'll see you. Elizabeth, hang on for one minute. Stay, stay right there. I'm going to just get a quick ending. I will okay. see you guys. Uh, they get to think of this. I'll see you Saturday, then Sunday. Okay, bye. Wait a minute, guys. Here.